want to check us out on all of our social media platforms on Twitter at tinfoilhatcast, reddit.com backslash r backslash tinfoilhatshow, on Instagram at tinfoilhatpod, or allcomedytshirts.com, email us at tinfoilhatpod at gmail.com. Welcome back to another episode of Tinfoil Hat. Tinfoil Hat. Tinfoil Hat. Come with me into the waters of conspiracy with Sam Tripoli. Sam Tripoli. Sam Tripoli. Sam Tripoli. Sam Tripoli. Mr. Sam Tripoli. Sam Tripoli. With my friend Ryan Davis. Uh, hi, Ryan. We're like the first gay couple of conspiracy theories. I think it's beautiful, man. Who else there, partner? Say that Dark realm, crazy shit. Wait, yeah. Aaron, there's reptile people everywhere. Hey man, where's the hey truth there, dog? Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Are you ready to get your mind blown? Revolution will be podcasted. Yes, and welcome to the big. 100! 100! We're not dead yet! 100 episodes of Dropping Truth Bombs, all here at the All Things Comedy Studios. Thank you, everybody, for your support and your love. 100 episodes. Uh, we were talking about this yesterday, about we're 100 episodes in, which is a lot of episodes. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, like I forget the numbers, but just to make it the 20 in a podcast is an amazing number because most people give up. Not us. We just keep rocking and we got to 100 and we feel like we've just begun to scratch the surface. Right, Ryan? Yeah. I, I thought we were announcing that we were retiring today. Uh, today's our last episode. Yep. I've done that before. That's a sad time. <laughs> we did that with all th- with the naughty show. Everyone's like sadness. People crying. It was sad. It's but a true honor to be a part of this with you, Sam. I've you seen too, you grow. Dude. I've seen you turn into a even more interesting human being over these hundred episodes. So, uh, you. the show that pops mind like champagne bottles has definitely one of them is mine. My mind has been popped. It's been open to all the amazing shit that we've learned over these, you know, one hundred episodes and. I, I just can cannot wait to see what the next 100 holds for us because that is going to be some crazy stuff because the new the new guests we have lined up, we're getting into Bigfoot, we're getting into ghost hunting, UFOs. we're getting into move landing, UFOs. Astro projection. Astro projection. Antarctica. Antarctica. Paranormal. You know, hardcore ass-kicking karate. I don't know how we'll work that in, but we will. And we will most likely make no dent into Aaron's fucking beliefs. Nothing. Just refuses. The goes home. And just, you know what Aaron does? Aaron has three TVs on so he can have CNN, Fox News, and MSNBC all blasting at one time to drown out whatever little voice we put inside his head. Untrue. We all know it's... It's cardinal games on all three. Yes, all games, That's all games. Game. Pure fluorided water to calcify his pineal glands. Yes, so he will not open pineal glands, dude. Yes. So, although you know, a lot of people are like who are you gonna get for the big one hundred, and I'm like, well, I think we should stay in the spirit of the show and where we just keep it to interesting guests. And who are the most interesting guests we've had? Me and you, Ryan. Me and you. You know it. We've had some good times by ourselves in the Patreon. So we took it out of the basement. We went right into the bunker. Yeah, I mean. Now, were you at the old studio? What studio did you start in? The gray one. The one where I bleached Irish Fierce butthole, dressed as a gimp. Oh, so that was uh, in Burbank. So Burbank, you came to here, Mm -hmm. and now we're here. And uh, I'm excited. Are are there any episodes that you enjoyed the most? Uh, Well, it's, I mean, I feel like a prophecy was fulfilled. Um, Episode 81, Mr. Duncan Trussell. He got to... Opened his heart chakra to me, and it was a beautiful moment. So that was pretty cool, and it was. Um, it was he was one of the first guests. Uh, Duncan was a big part of the show, and that you know, when we did a swap cast, he really opened a lot of people to the show. You know, Doug Stamp, same thing. Without those two guys, who knows where this show would be? And you know, obviously, everybody loves the uh, Eddie Bravo. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is uh, probably the third third host on this show you know he does it. it usually once a month 
Guy's super busy. We'd love to have him in all the time, but the guy's busy, so he does when he can do it. And it's pretty cool, man. And uh, he's brought a lot of people to it. A lot We were talking last night. A lot of Latinos listen to the show, which I really love. And we're down with Brown, so what's up? We are down with Brown. We are down with Brown. Uh, we had a great episode yesterday on the Patreon. I know a lot of you guys, some of you guys aren't Patreon listeners, and that's cool. But those who are, uh, we've got two episodes coming out this week. We know we missed one the other week. We're going to get that out. Some really amazing stuff. Uh, we had some great guests on. We have Jenna Reed on, who, uh, man, really blew our mind. So that's great. Um, I just like I've, everything is working out. The uh, tour is going good. Uh, we have a comic book coming out, which I'm super excited about that. That's right. Uh, in terms of like what are some of my favorite episodes, uh, I mean, obviously, uh, Greg, both the Greg Carlwood's podcast episodes were, oh, yeah. to me, pretty, both like home runs. Like they were both grand slams. I, I really enjoyed the Tibetan Book of the Dead. And the more and more, you know, since we've done that, the more and more I hear stuff that fits in line with that. It's funny. It's like all different threads in one big giant quilt. Yeah, it is. It's so interesting, dude. Uh, So this past weekend, I went to AlienCon in Pasadena, which is an alien convention. I love that. I love that we're going to start doing conventions. Like, there's all these different conventions, like AlienCon. What other conventions do you think there are? Well, I'm hoping that we'll be starting our own here soon. I would love that. We do want to do a conspiracy podcast convention where all your favorite we want to do it in vegas we're trying to figure it out i know a lot of people are in on it you know Mm -hmm. exciting man uh sky's the limits the other day someone asked me it's like dude would you what what else can you do if you're already doing podcasting it seems like the coolest thing and i was like uh adult swim cartoon show yeah that's is that is the goal Put that together will be very, very interesting. We have ideas. I can't get really into it right now, mm-hmm. but that will be pitch. I'm going to talk to my manager about pitching that because I think that will be really, really funny, man. Uh, I, I, Do you remember the first time you discovered Adult Swim late at night and you're like, what happened? What's going on right now? It, well, it's so weird. 12 I, minutes long, like just the most random shit will happen and you were like – was that an acid trip, or did that actually happen? Well, that's most cartoons are acid trips. Ren and Stimpy. They all are, dude. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out how Squ- SpongeBob SquarePants is gay porn, like the girl said. Why is that squirrel living down there in a spacesuit? Is there any girl characters on SpongeBob SquarePants? I think the squirrel's supposed to be, but it might be a Zimzer. Uh, what's that squirrel's name, Aaron? I have no idea. Aaron, what do you mean you don't know SpongeBob SquarePants? You literally have a SpongeBob shrine over there in the corner that you burn incense to daily. Just ridiculous. It's fucking. I got now. I got to do research. (laughs) So you, uh, when you walked in here, like, why do you have folded pieces of paper on the table? Well, can I get into that? We'll get into that. Yeah, no, I'm gonna leave these right by. I want to just hold on for Mm -hmm. two seconds because there's a lot of shit I want to talk about. Let's break it. Let's break. Okay. So through the year through this year that we've done this podcast, I don't know how many months long it is. You mm. know, because we started doing two a week like about three months ago, right? I think we would have had a baby by now. Yeah. You came we to full term. Yeah, we had we had our conspiracy baby for sure. But you know, over time we've talked about a lot of things and we've been called crazy on a lot of things. But I and that's feel that's just me. Not just from you either. I mean, I I get it daily every time I go to the comedy store. Somebody is always like just getting like trying to poke the bear. I had to block Nick Youssef on Instagram just because he 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 was doing the laziest joke over and over and over again. Like the first five times it was funny. The next ten, I'm like, write some new material, asshole. Right? I, I get a hashtag false flag. I got, okay, funny the first four times. Okay? Funny the first four times. The next 20, I'm over it. Write some new material. Well, hey. What are you, you know. Bobby Lee, never doing a new joke at the store? Starting a, starting a war. Well, you know, maybe uh, she should just stick in, into raw denim, what he knows best, you know, and looking I don't smooth. Know. Now he's like, nothing's worse than a, like a 32, 33-year-old hipster. Because then they, 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 they're getting out of their leather phase. They're slowly entering their dad phase. And he's got weird colors going now. 
It was cool when he just had black and leather. Now he's got like weird like weekend for Bernie's no- l- colors going on. Yeah, like it- salmon. What kind of asshole wears salmon? What's going on in fashion right now? We're reliving the 90s. You notice that? Like everyone is thinking it's okay to look ugly purposely. Yeah. We're well, look- it is weird. It's like rich kids do that. <laughs> They're like, oh, man, I have everything I've ever wanted. So I'm going to act like I got nothing going on in life. Have ill-fitting clothes. I yeah. think maybe we're just old men now. All we wear is black and blue jeans. Well, and- I wear it because I have bad angles because I'm fat. I got avalanche of fat. When I go to jujitsu, a guy couldn't put his legs around me to do a move because I was too fat. So it was literally, it was the first time I've ever used a, a jujitsu fat move. Advantage Tripoli. Advantage. Was- even my even my buddy Scott Ross, who was teaching class that day, was like, okay, that's the one time it's going to work out for you. That was watch out for Sam's Jabba guard. Yeah, Jabba guard. That was rude. That was rude. Hey, when are we going to start rolling again, man? It's been too long. I'm rolling. I don't know what you're doing, dude. I'm out there fighting, dog. I'm a roll that rolling. Do you think they'd actually ever roll and roll? Like they have like uh, ecstasy J- BJJ tournaments? Yeah, it's called gay porn. Have you ever seen that? <laughs> so uh, so we've talked about a lot of stuff and we've been mocked a lot and all this shit. And one thing that we talked about on this show that people thought we were a little crazy or maybe they didn't. I was just paranoid, but I feel like they think we were p- crazy if they knew about what we were saying. And that was Walmarts being used as uh, detention centers. Mm-hmm. Being converted into FEMA camps. And have you seen what happened now with these, uh, unfortunately, these immigration children? No, what? Yeah, they're getting separated from their parents. From the, the, They're getting caught in the border. They're getting separated from their parents. And they're getting thrown into these centers. And they won't even let senators go in there to see what's going on. Where's, and this is along the border? Like we're talking yeah. Arizona, Mexico? Yeah. How much does that upset you? That destroys me. I, I, you know, you can't be fighting, and we'll get into the next thing I want to talk about, but you can't be ta- fighting all this shit for the children and then it's rip children from the kids. You know, the argument is like, hey, if you commit a crime, you don't get to take your kids to jail, okay? Well, the, I mean, like, dude, I get that this is a crime, but it's not murder. It's not, it's not robbery. It's trespassing. It, it's trespassing, man. And you're traumatizing these kids, dude. I mean, it's like, how are the people who are against abortion, and I'm going to get railed for this on the internet. I can already tell this is coming, but I must say it. How can you be against abortion and then you're for ripping kids from their fucking parents? Well, it's the same way where you're against the death penalty, but you're for abortion. So it's like, as long as you're killing... It's, you know, it's the double-sided, double-sided Well, I guess, I guess I fall under that, and I guess I can answer that myself. I, I'm not necessarily against the death penalty if the death penalty was, if the trials were done idealistically, meaning we didn't have uh, institutional racism within these juries where we see a, 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 a huge a proportion of innocent black men found guilty thrown on um, death row only later to be, you know, absolved through DNA and other testing or whatever shadiness we found going on. And that's real ass shit. So, I mean, if it was, if we, if it was 100% honest, you know, and like jurors could come in and not bring their, their existing bullshit of how they look at other people, I would be for death penalty. If you took a life, take a life. But Unfortunately, we're seeing where like race and economic levels fall into these things. So that's why I'm anti anti death penalty because I would rather have a thousand guilty men get life than one innocent man get murdered because you know what I mean get put to death because that could be me, that could be you, that could be anybody. But unfortunately, it's proportionately black and and, and all poor. Yeah. There's two things in common. You can't deny. So I, I, that's why I, I, I am, I am pro-life, because I mean I'm pro-choice, because if the child, if the mother doesn't want to, to raise a child, then what are we doing? And then we find we bring these kids into the world, we throw them into the this this foster stuff, and bad things happen to them. Mm. Yeah. These kids disappear. 
As you're saying that, I was envisioning what a court system would look like in the future of like virtual reality or augmented reality. So you weren't even physically there. None of the judges were there. Like none of the lawyers are there. Everyone is like sitting in their Oculus Rift. That way also you don't have race being played out to you. So you just see like an and a defendant just gray colored skin, you That's know? That's so interesting. And then they just lay out all the shit, you know? And so that way also you don't look... You know, you see in the courtroom dramas where they walk over and they're like, what if it was your child? You know, and they've always find the lady that like. Well, that's what they do. They get uh, they especially if they have sons, they get a lot of females, Mm -hmm. elderly female there that look at them like they're their kids. Have you ever done jury duty lately? Uh, I don't want to answer that. Okay, All right. I dig that. Okay, I don't want to put that out into the world. (laughs) Because I'm I'm just picturing what it'd be like to have trip like you look across like, hey, man, I wonder. Oh no, dude! Zero fucks. It's just like right on the shirt. I would, dude. I would come. I, I like. I don't want to do that shit. I want to do it, ma'am. Have you done it, Aaron? Uh, I spent one day in the in the room waiting. Oh, what'd you do? Called. Drop an end bomb to get out? Did you just drop a hard R? No, no. And I, call the day. I've never been called into the jury room, but I've I've. So they're like, oh, we don't need this white guy. He can't relate to anybody. Get him out of here. No, my Let's luck. I'll be the foreman, and it'll be. Oh, oh that's so great. Deal with You're making that. peanut butter sandwiches for everybody. I could see you do that, dude. I'm fired. Dude. I like that he just assumes he would be in charge. Yeah, <laughs> of course. It's it's a pattern. It happens. I could see Aaron like leading the, the resistance and walking the dead. Yeah. Just really coming out with a nice game plan. But Aaron would be the only one who could find out how to print out the fucking game plan to everybody so they have their own <laughs> so they have their own sheets so they know where everything's that's going on. Uh so that was a big thing that we talked about, FEMA camps. It's come true. Sadly coming disgustingly. True. Yeah. Um, I also, the, the big thing that we talked about, and I can't wait to hear Aaron's talk on this, uh, take on this, excuse me, is the IG report came out and it kind of at first was seen, which is the, um, uh, what's it? The investigative, um, what's the IG stand for? God, I, I thought was, it was Instagram. Insta- IG report. I internal uh, uh, inspector general oh. report. Okay. Inspector general report came out. And it was like a whole bunch, like 500 pages, I think. And it took time for people to read it. So at first it seemed like a dud and everyone's like, and I really, I kind of goes, okay, another kind of smoke screen, all this crap, right? So lo and behold, give it time. The community goes through it and they found some amazing things, dude. Amazing things. What are we talking about? Okay, here we go. This is the way we roll, we roll. This is the way we roll. Uh, so, so, uh, I did, me and Dana got in a nice, fat discussion last night on this crap. Are you, are you slowly, who are you opening up mind more, Aaron or your lady? Neither. Neither? Neither of them want anything to do with this, this stuff, dude. She, she's slowly come to grips with it, though. It's very interesting, <laughs> but I don't think she's accepting it. I think she's fighting it. Denial isn't just a river? Yeah, for sure. Aaron's in fucking denial. You know that, Aaron, right? That you're just denying everything. So what I, I'm think, fu- I think Pollyanna is more likely to believe you <laughs> than I am. Pollyanna does believe because she knows who feeds the chicken. The heart-shaped butthole? Yeah. I found five key lines from the report that they say you need to know. And let me know if, if this is what you found. Okay. One. There was no evidence that the investigation into Clinton's email server was influenced by political... Calculations. I didn't find that to be true. Next. This is coming from CNN.com. Okay. I forgot yeah. to tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, so yeah. here's five important things from CNN. Okay, that's so funny. Number dude. two, Comey broke with protocol by publicly announcing that Clinton would not be prosecuted. Interesting. So, yeah. Three, there's no evidence Comey's protocol breaks were driven by politics or pi- partnership. Total bullshit. That's CNN is what CNN is doing is they are setting the table for which conspiracy theories must work from to convince other people that this shit's really going down. And that's what they do. So let's say the Vegas shooting. They immediately have a press conference and they establish the working point in which we all must work from. So this point in which they set the table is in which all sheeple, let's just call them, will work from. And then the, the, truth, the truth seekers, the spiritual skeptics must work from. I'm going to cut right to the bullshit here. 
What we found in this, and by the way, uh, Comey is now officially under investigation. That went down today. That was a big thing on Washington, uh, Washington D.C. on the Hill. They are now officially opening the uh, investigation into Comey. Thoughts, Aaron, before I get into my thing. Yeah, I don't have any details about what okay. that means. <laughs> okay, that's what I thought. So two things are very interesting right here. The first one I saw is on Steemit. Now, guys, we put all of our videos up on Steemit. Now, to be honest with you, those who listen to this audibly, there is a video po- component to this podcast. Mm-hmm. It is on YouTube. You go to youtube.com backslash Sam Tripoli. And if you can also go to All Things Comedy if you're nasty, okay? Um, th- we're available there. The thing that you will need to understand is this, is that YouTube has already started to do a somewhat of a shadow banning of me. And... Uh, are not, it is sometimes hard to find our videos. So every Monday and Thursday, we put out an episode for you guys, okay? You need to know that those days it will come out, unless we announced earlier that no episodes come out. Those are the days. If you don't see anything on YouTube, just know you're, it's shadow banned, and they're not letting you see it. So you have to go to the actual page to see when it's getting dropped. I don't know why we are getting... I don't know why. I, I really, we don't do anything that crazy on the show that we need to get shadow banned, but somehow we've shown up on blips. I'll talk to our handler. Okay. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get some out. Uh, talk to your friends at the CIA, yeah. fucking lizard person. Back at the agency. Um, so here we go. This is a very interesting thing. So on page 230, 293 of the uh, IG report, okay, um, it basically says that, here we go, that this gentleman, there's a Coleman and Comey. Comey told us he'd seen some stuff on this video, on this on the computer of Anthony Weiner. You go to page 293, it lists what is found, uh, stuff about Anthony Weiner. Okay, so Coleman told us he kept regular, regularly took notes in a journal. Coleman's notes from the October 4th contained the following entries. One, Anthony Weiner. Two, unrelated to what this is. Three, Weiner texting 15-year-old sexually explicit. 926, federal SW, iPhone, iPad, laptop. Initial analysis of the laptop. Here it comes, guys. Thousands of email. Hillary Clinton and Foundation. This is very important. Crimes against children. Okay? We've been saying this a lot. We talked about this incredible shit that went on on the on the uh, uh, on Anthony Weiner's laptop that was the FBI took and supposedly lost. Now, here's the second thing. So if now if you go to page 303 of the IG report, these are the exact words that are on here and you get ready for this. Here we go. A quote from this. I'm telling you that we have potentially 10 times the volume that Director Comey said we had on the record. Why isn't anyone here? He's meaning anybody from the FBI here investigating this. Okay. Why is anybody here? Like if I'm the supervisor of any CI squad in Seattle, I'm here about this. I'm getting on with the headquarters and I'm saying, hey, some agent working kitty child porn here may have Hillary Clinton's emails. Yeah, that's that's happening. It's happening. That basically says that they found that stuff on Wiener's laptop. That is coming out and saying what's on that laptop. Yet nothing. Nothing. We now we're we're worried about the kids in the in, in the immigration uh uh Walmart detention centers, which we should be, yet nobody, nobody, nobody is going off on that. And it almost makes you wonder if the detention kids is a is a smokescreen to cover that. How much do you think the American public is willing to swallow disbelief? Because 
forever we've they've known or people in the public have known that our government was trading guns and cocaine and whatnot. And now it's just basically accepted to the point where we make movies starring Tom Cruise as like a CIA cocaine runner. When do you think that we're going to finally, as a whole, accept that politicians and kid fuckers and pedophiles are all in bed together? Well, I mean, I think we accept that. I, will we will we come to grips with the people that we've been voting for and, and basically uh, 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 fighting with our friends, our family, and our coworkers over our real scumbags? When we going to come to that? I don't know. I mean, dude, I think the next year is... This, to me, is the beginning of the dam breaking. Little cracks. Yeah, that's, that's insane. Those words... That's not coming from Alex Jones' website. No, that's coming from a government document. Department of Justice. So, yeah, there's a lot of shit about to happen here. A lot of shit about to happen. But, you know, it goes back to the fact that, once again, truth seekers, spiritual skeptics, you are right and they are wrong. Will they keep score? I doubt it. It's on to the next one. They're fucking goldfish. That's what we're going to call them for now, the goldfish. Yeah. Sheeple seems a little too yeah, soft. It's, yeah, it's they're goldfish, dog. They have no memory, and they just see what's in front of them, and that's the only thing that matters in their world. They don't realize there's a whole bunch of other shit going on, and that the people who probably feed them are scumbags. The people who stay... It's amazing to me that this, this, this particular issue is so fucking partisan. Now, without getting too crazy graphic, I'm just going to go there. What if... They're just eating the kids and not fucking them. Does this cannibalism? Because, you know, we talked a little bit about cannibalism yesterday, but I wasn't able to get to the real good meat of it. But would it, would it change? Would you feel a little like, well, at least. No. No. Not at all. They're hurting kids, man. There I mean, go. like. There you go. They're hurting children. And they're hurting kids who have no one to stick up for them. And that's why I go by. I think that there's a big part of this pro-life shit is to get these kids in the foster homes where nobody will care for them. And that's the most bizarre thought I have. But it really, I mean, think about it, man. People have died trying to clean up the, the foster care in this country. People have died. Yeah, I recently listened to a Higher Side Chats where uh, Carl Wood had a gentleman on, uh, if I can remember his name, a psychologist who basically was uh, the first one to write a book about a ritual satanic abuse yeah, and how so many things were popping up about I was in a government agency, this, that, and the other. So MK Ultra came to be true. We, that, that was like suspected. It's, it's going to come true that we're going to find out that eventually, you know, through the Franklin my, scandal. My, my theory is that some very high up people are going to off themselves very quickly. That's it. And my opinion is Hillary might be one of them. And I know this is crazy and I'm really going on a limb and I'm probably going to – we'll probably be able to actually hear the boiling of Aaron's blood. But I will tell you this, that I believe that will, things are going to come out. This, this IG report basically is the beginning of shit coming out and that she, she could off herself and then it's going to be Jimmy Savall, Savile, mm-hmm. Jimmy Savile. And all this dark shit's going to come out. Jesus. So are we going to get connected with BetDSI instead of betting for like... Um, that is hilarious. We should get connected dude. with uh, Stanhope's death pool and De- BetDSI. Can I can, jump in on that? Oh, I'm, we, should, we should definitely find out if you're on his list. That's something I would like to do within these, uh, the next year. Oh, that's funny as shit. I would like to do that. Start a, a politician death pool? Yeah. And, That's ce- and celebrity, yeah. Oh, there you go. We could put you. We could put you on it. Oh, I'd love to do. We get all of our friends into it. Everybody does it. Yeah, I'm in, dude. Aaron, you in? Okay, Aaron's in, dude. Aaron's in the death pool. Finally, open minds. Yeah, Aaron. So just to tell you guys that we we are more right. We are proven more right than we're proven wrong. Okay, more right than we're proven wrong. I had, a, I had an interesting discussion, and we'll get into your questions. No, it's all good. Um, I had an interesting discussion with my good friend Daryl yesterday, and he was talking about Flat Earth and how he felt like that Eddie Bravo's push of Flat Earth so hard discredits the movement, and I disagreed with him wholeheartedly, and I expressed that there are things that I believe in 
that people find crazy. And I'm sure, well, I just, the last five minutes, Aaron's got to be like, I, I work with crazy people, right? <laughs> and I get that. And I get that. And a lot of people say to me, Aaron, thoughts? Only the last five minutes? Okay, that's cool. <laughs> the last hundred episodes, Aaron has to be like your fucking whack job. So uh, I've been my, with you for three studios, Sam. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be here if I didn't love it. I can't quit you, bro. I can't quit you. <laughs> um, so I, uh, so the things that people think I'm crazy about. Now I go, Daryl. How much did you look in to? Have you looked in the flat Earth at all? Have you done any studying of it? And he goes, No, I've studied none of it. Now you and I. No, I shouldn't speak for you. I am not a flat Earth guy. Mm-hmm. I'm not a flat Earth guy. Okay, I'm not. And that doesn't mean I'm not saying it's possible. I mean, I think the look on your face you're giving me, you think it's it's not possible. And that's fine. I, I don't, I, we drove back from Sacramento through the night with Eddie Bravo, and I got to ask him questions for many, many hours. So <clears throat> I don't know what side I believe, man. I, I, don't, I don't care. That's what side I believe on. And I, I'm going to be honest with you, dude. And I don't mean that in like a disrespectful way. It's like I, like I told Daryl yesterday, there are things that are way more dangerous in this world than to believe in flat earth. And it's just the truth, man. And maybe I've come so deep into this thing that that changed my view. But I mean, like, dude, there are people who believe in the two-party system. There's people that believe the drug war is important. There's people who believe the war on terror is about keeping people safe and not bombing the fuck out of everybody. There's people out there that think it's okay to take someone's 20 year of work and fucking banish it and wipe it clean from the internet before he's even tried. Okay? And there's no facts. And this girl has a movie coming out. And they fucking tried and they, they wiped him off a guy who's been fucking nothing but gold to people. And it's different than all these other guys who've been accused. Because all these other guys, there's fucking wildling in their eyes. And I see it. And they're fucking elitist. They're this. I've never gotten that from fucking Chris Hardwick. Okay? And I'm not saying that that I know who's a scumbag not based on energy. But I've, I've, dude, I have a pretty good bullshit meter. Oh, yeah. Over years. 20 years at the store? 20 years at the store, I can tell when people are running games. Right? Oh, yeah. So, there's, you know, like I run the dojo, this comedy club, and this young female comic, I'm not going to say her name, who's, been, who's 23 years old, which is the amount of years I've been doing stand-up comedy, thought... That she could run a game on me and the guy who runs the shit went around us, got caught. We called her out, booted her out. And she's like, I didn't try to do it. Of course you did, dude. You got caught. You learned a lesson. We learned lessons in life. I've learned every lesson in my life the hard way. Never easy. I never got to watch another lesson happen to somebody else and go, I shouldn't do that. I've had to go through every fucking fire. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't learn until I get burned. Uh, dude, is that a saying? Uh, it is now, but dude, we just coined that. I don't learn till I get burned. There you go, bro. Love, drugs, <laughs> yeah, jobs, yeah, yeah, friendships. Great quote, Ryan. Ryan Davis coming with the fucking quickness. So she learned the fucking hard way. Like I saw this shit happening. I, I've seen a million people. Okay, try to pull games. Do you know, we talked about this before. Do you know why most people get busted in Wall Street inside trading? Their young people think they found a fucking cheat code. And they don't know that that cheat code's been around forever. And there's just people watching for people trying to use this cheat code. You don't think I saw what this chick was doing? You don't think I know your modus operandi just by your actions? We are more alike than we're different, dude. This, you're not the first one. You're not the only shark in the tank. I think that now that you've shown that this isn't just a flash in the pan and uh, tinfoil hats going away, I've noticed the way that uh, people will talk to you about stuff. People that are not necessarily on our vibe, like uh, Ron from, um, from the store. I was like, you into any conspiracies? He's like, not really, but. And then he was like, there's this documentary called History of Color. I looked into it. I looked into it. Everybody's in the conspiracies. They just don't want to be called a conspiracy comic. It's impossible to believe that there isn't two people colluding to pull something off. That's what a conspiracy is. You know, and you brought up a really good point. Uh, 
yesterday about if if we use the word, is it is it hurting us more than it's owning us? And you know, it's like I have friends of mine. Uh, Jimmy Dore gets called conspiracy theorist, and he gets really upset about it. But I'm like, and I hope he didn't get mad when I told. I'm like, you allow it to have power. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, if they called you a conspiracy theorist and you didn't answer to it, they would stop calling you a conspiracy theorist. It's like uh, I've been called racist before because of saying something racial, and I'm like, no, I know I'm not a racist. So at the end of the day, Jimmy Dore knows he's not a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. We know we're conspiracy theorists. Yeah, I say with pride. Fuck yeah. But we also know that we're spiritual skeptics. I mean, Dore is a sharp tack, dude. He's These guys, I almost feel... I have pity and a little bit of like sorriness for the guys that come from the world where, you know, like Graham and all them, they see the world of politics and they're like, oh, this shit doesn't work anymore. And right. Like, oh, yeah. We figured that out a long time ago. Well, you know, what's so interesting is like how how people can compartmentalize a lot of this stuff. Do you mean like they can see conspiracy in one thing, but refuse to see it in another thing? Mm-hmm. So like if we talk like there's a big uh, there's a lot of politicians or people who talk political and they analyze politics and comedy and they use comedy to do the, uh, the analyzing, okay? Uh, how they will see a lie being perpetrated by the mainstream media about war, about crime, about racism, right? But yet they can't see how might, this might also be applied to high-impact events like Las Vegas, uh, Parkland sh- school shootings and stuff like that, where like they can't comprehend that. Oh, if they're doing it over here, why wouldn't they do it over here? Now, this is kind of off topic, and you can answer it however you want. So, I happen to know someone who actually lost a loved one in the Vegas shooting. Yes. And enough time has gone by, maybe not enough time, obviously, for a loss, but enough time has gone by where this person has begun to question everything. Because right. you can only imagine. Would you maybe sometime in the next year j- figuring it out, would you want to talk to this person? Not necessarily on, on camera, but out of respect, but maybe in the Patreon? I'll talk to her on camera, him, her on camera here right now. I, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, like, I have no problems with any of that. Because I think it, it'd give an opportunity for people to hear from literally from the field, you know? We weren't there. So many people weren't there. So this is the way of the Ronin, you know? Like, uh, It'd be interesting. So it's an idea that I'll, I'll put out. To I you. find it even friends of mine who pounded on me for saying multiple shooters or something going on, they've gone quiet with the notion that it was a one guy doing all this stuff. I almost want to have a follow up with Tate because Tate, being such a very razor sharp person and a passionate person, young Christian warrior. Yeah, I would very much just like to see what what his take on it now that time has gone by. You know? Yeah. I get that, it's dude, for sure, year, you know? for sure. When was it? Wasn't it, it was, so it was seven, it was, wasn't it during? No, 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 no. It was, um, it was October 1st. Oh, yeah, right. you remember? Yeah, you remember that? 10, that's right. 10-1, mm-hmm. it was nine, what was it? Nine, one, 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 zero, one, and everyone thought that was nine eleven zero one. where we really the Route 91 on October 1st. Well, the, the numbers, that makes me think of Marty Leeds as well. But I was thinking about 100, and you were saying, everyone's making such a big deal about 100. I'm like, eh, it's just an even number, but it is pretty it's, cool. If you well, think- you know what made it big was television syndication. Well, I think it also comes from, it's one of the things you say, 100%. You know, like... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we got to call it 100% for sure. So you have some questions here. Real quick, what is uh, – what before we get into this question, my question for you is what have you learned that you didn't know before you started doing this show? Because I'd love to hear from you guys if you guys can text me because I get told all the time, oh, man, you've changed the way I look at stuff. You've opened my mind, you know? I want to know, what have you learned that you didn't know before you started listening to the show? Tweet us, Instagram us, Facebook us, whatever it is, man. Let us know. I'd love to understand what you've learned. Yeah, we're talking about maybe once a month having the call-in show. Like, yeah. Like Ode to Art Bell. Do like... Uh, do it right here and then, you know, do it for the last Instagram? half hour. You could have people pop in on the Instagram, ask the question. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We're trying to figure out how to do a call-in, but... We'll make it happen. You know, I saw some people uh, fornicating on Instagram Live the other day. 
pretty stoked. Just randomly, I talk about like. Voyeur. Oh, you don't follow any dirty people though. It just ran. It was like one of those suggestions, and I was like, "What's this? That looks like a lot of skin." And I was like, "Oh, these people are boning." So, what we, a time to be alive. We get shadow banned, but those that shadow you bone, and yours, no, and me and mine. Yeah. So I thought, you know, there's so much talk about how. Oh, well, what'd you learn? What's what I, the big thing? I learned, dude. I learned a big thing in the basement one day. I learned that I should not judge. Trump supporters as people as Trump. You know what I mean? Oh, I like that. Because when I went through the Bush administration, I was always like, these fucking dumb Republicans. And then I realized how much dumb anger and, and walls I built up when I could have. I like that. So honestly, you voted for Trump. That's not that. Will, you know, I don't vote in general, but. You know, it's OK. I'm going to I'll give you the pass on that. But maybe this monster or maybe this maniac is going to be the maniac we need to. That's a great point. You know, it's weird. It's one of those things where, like, the more you see it, you're like, maybe this is totally the military-industrial complexes. Could be both ways, dude. And then, I call them the half-moon hat. And then you know eventually when they're done with them, they're going to throw them on the, the fire. Yeah. It's, I mean, that's no what they do. No one's, you know. That's you what they do. You don't learn till you burn, dog. You, you don't know? learn till you burn. The big one oh hundred. Uh that's the biggest thing. I mean, for me, dude, I've learned that probably there's we most likely live in a simulation and that we probably most likely are born millions of times over and over again. That's what I've learned, which makes me not fear death. But by the way, like I said in the last episode, timestamp this shit. I will never off myself ever, ever, ever. So the, these questions come from, I was like, what's some random questions that me and Sam could pick out of a hat? So just choose one. This is a random question that was generated. And then. Biggest fear. Biggest fear. Biggest fear. Um, in terms of just life. Yeah. Open-ended. Um, that I will just flamethrow my life being a drug addict and not like I won't. You know, I could relapse and go back and just fucking ruin my life. That's really my biggest fear. I heard Bob on Stevie Weeby's show the other day literally say he still has fantasies about going out to some trailer park, getting a shit tons of drugs and alcohol and just getting fucked up and sitting on like a computer outside underneath like in some messed up lawn chair and just whacked out on drugs. As he's saying that, I'm like... That does sound fuck. I'm like, no, no, don't, don't. Right. You know, the golem. Uh, right, right. Well, dude, it, it, is, it is tempting to basically get out of your skull. Oh, dude, our new thing. I, I saw you grab that. Uh, Ryan was nice enough to help myself and Dana move a friend in need. And Ryan and my friend Eric did all the work because I didn't want to. And I'm sorry to say that I'm very upset with the situation, and but Ryan was nice enough and he fucking worked his ass off, so it was fucking pretty cool. So, what's your biggest fear? That my I have a fear of success, and I'm a, I am every day I wake up that and I show up to do this job or I answer your texts. I'm I'm battling it because believe me, nothing more in my life I want to do than just to drive north and go to like the forest and never come back. Why do you want to do that? I mean, you you had a fun weekend living by a brook, I guess. I, I'm, I'm I don't know. It's the nihilistic side of me. I I've, I found out recently that uh, there's 16 types of personalities. Really? Mm-hmm. Are there more personalities or more genders? Mm, probably equal. And out of that, it's out of the Carl Jung uh, idea. And out of that, I would my INJS, and less than one percent of people on planet Earth are this type of personality. What is the personality? INJS. So what there's is that? four types of things. I believe it's introspective, but the whole idea is this person's uh, is an advocate, where they only thing they want more in life is to like change and for positivity and like. So I don't know. Like there's that part of me that wants to change the world, but there's the part of me that knows. Only fire will save us, you know? <laughs> like I get that as well, dude. So. Which is a big reason why I want to move this podcast from 
doing heavy geopolitics to exploring other realms of social, uh, spiritual skepticism and, and I mean, not getting away from it because uh, don't change it, man. Don't you go? No, we're not changing it. We're just expanding it. Yeah, we got to constantly volley back and forth. Next question. I'll choose one. <clears throat> Here we go. If you could fight one historical figure, who would it be? The I fight, fight club question. Anybody? One historical figure. I would fight the number one Rothschild of all time, the guy who started everything. As an adult or as a child? Oh, I'd love to go back as a baby Rothschild and just curb stomp that baby. <laughs> all right, your, your pick. No, you got to answer it. Oh, who would I fight? <sighs> who do I really not like? I mean, in history, dude. In history. Of all time. Hmm. Well, yeah, you know, I guess I would have to. You know what's so funny? I wish I would have done. I used to have a great baby Hitler bit that was before anybody started talking about baby Hitler. And I never put the bit out on any album. And now, like, baby Hitler's hacky. Yeah, maybe I'd uh, kick Genghis Khan in the balls. Because yeah. you never know. Like, he literally probably changed, killed so many scientists. We could have probably had Stargates. Oh, that's so interesting. A lot of people don't know that the history of him going into Iraq, right? Mm -hmm. And he he went to what city? What's the big city in Iraq? Baghdad. Baghdad and killed, what, a million people? All their scientists. And they never recovered. And they also did that. Like, he didn't do it, but they did it to France, right? They killed all the alphas. That's that's what you did. Just think about that, dude. Gone. Like the, how you can genetically manipulate people through just killing and breedings. Like dogs. Eugenics. That sounds crazy and disgusting, but it's not. Can I, can I answer? Yeah. Colonel Tom Parker. Who is that? Elvis's manager. Oh, why would you kill him? I'd, I'd like to fight him. For what he, he did he Elvis? Was, he was probably a murderer uh, before, before uh, Elvis. But uh, yeah, he just fucked that dude up. Where would we be? Yeah. Well, we'd have like way old Elvis hanging around, bitching and moaning about the kids. What if he was gray and handsome, though? What, like Court McCowan Elvis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Court McCowan Elvis, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Court McCowan's got that fucking like sheriff from a small village. A small town in Louisiana haircut going right now. He's Mr. Silver Fox. He'll, he's right. Mr. Sil- Steal Your Girl, man. Don't know how you guys do it in the big city, <laughs> but here, Sheriff McCowan doesn't put up with that stuff. Uh, Sheriff, did you just refer to yourself third person? Now, boy, get out of my county. Uh, where and when would you travel in time? Mm. Wow. Good question. Good question. Where and when? I would like to go see Freddie Mercury at and Queen at Wembley Stadium. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That'd be pretty cool, right? Absolutely. Uh, go back and watch what is considered the greatest performance ever. And then die from pure cocaine that definitely was never stepped on. I don't mind that. Go Just out with a bang. Fish scale to the fucking three. Just cortex. see fucking... Freddie Mercury's teeth that look like a fucking fence to a haunted house, right? I mean, those teeth were so bad, dude. They're like, your mouth is haunted, homeboy. You got haunted teeth. Uh, where? What about you, Aaron? Where is Aaron slipping through the time space? Oh, I've, I've said several times that if my only regret is not being born, well, not being old enough to go to see Freddie Mercury at some point. Oh. I don't know if I go to Wembley just because how huge that was and I wouldn't like that type of crowd and I've also like I have the Blu-ray of that performance but but to see him just at a, a yeah to see them perform at how at their peak how long was that performance it's like uh, 45 50 minutes yeah. you know what would be great man I like I got to see Tool when they were still playing somewhat small clubs I would love to go back and like watch all these guys when they were doing like coffee shops or they're like right with like the early early years you're like oh fuck if anyone knew dude this would be awesome but you know you're like you see Jimi hendrix playing like the key club or, or like uh you know the roxy upstairs that'd be so awesome oh he used to play the troubadour oh like, really amazing with that oh i would yeah. love that dude i would love that That'd be the shit. That would. Where would you go? I'd travel to twenty two nineteen and see where uh, to Detroit, probably the capital of the 22-19. world. Twenty two nineteen. 
going forward. Why is Detroit the center of the world? It's got to be by now. It, it had to you don't think zombies break out and everybody starts. And by the way, I have a fear of cats now, and I think they're actually here to monitor us for the fucking shape shifting lizard people who run the fucking simulation, and their cat piss is going to accidentally cause a zombie apocalypse. I can get down with that. <laughs> I, I could. I. I mean, I could see that. I'm not into that, but I think that might be true. Uh this is a dark one. <laughs> Burning or drowning. Can I pick how hot it is? Because I'll go incineration hot, and I won't feel anything. I'll be gone. Uh, I think, yeah, whatever you want. I'm going to go incineration hot. Like, I'm gone in a millisecond. What about you, Aaron? Burning or drowning? Oh, God. Uh, Fuck. Drowning. (laughs) Yeah, you know what? I'm going to go with the combo. I'm going to drown in molten lava. That's so have nasty. it just poured right into my mouth. That's so... Criminal record. Do you have a criminal record? Uh, I got to find out. Aaron, do you have a criminal record? No, I do not. Oh, you are so white. You are so <laughs> he, just la- he laughed like that was a funny notion. I got busted uh, buying drugs off a transsexual hooker, and I got pulled over. It's, it's pretty funny. I got busted... And then they asked for the drugs. I didn't tell them where it was. They found it in my wallet. And then they pulled it out. And they go, where's the rest of the drugs? I go, that's it. He goes, how much you pay for it? I go, 40. And he and the transsexual hooker started laughing. Because I <laughs> obviously gotten ripped off. So that's even worse. I go to jail. I spend a night in jail. Because the... Uh, because And then they, they throw me in jail, and then they put a uh, homeless guy who in- instantly shits his pants. Like, instantly. <laughs> did they strip search you? Um, no, no, they didn't. Oh. I had a mohawk at the time, so I'm trying to find the uh, the shot. Dude, let's get our mug shots. Cause How my, do you do that? Mine look, I look like Nick Nolte and Gary Busey had a can mug you, shot. Is there a place you can go find your mug shot? I'm pretty sure you pay like 30 bucks and you can get Freedom of Information Act. I can get like all your medical records and your mother's maiden name. I love that. I'll do that. I'll, I'll, I'll put that in a t-shirt. I'll check with our handler on that. Okay, okay, talk to the CIA. Your record, this is great. Uh, you, you told the story, then you lost the story because the thing didn't record. Can you tell the story again? 19, day after Christmas. Uh, no, no, no. Not that story, <laughs> which is a great story. But the other story. Being arrested for felony possession. No, no, LSD? no. The, the nighttime driving story. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, I'm, I'm 16. I have my learner's permit. Yeah. And uh, I've never driven at night. Yeah. At this time, I've already eating lots of acid and hang- you're, you're already doing acid at 16 pretty hang- hard yeah hanging out in my room so i'm like watching a candle and an incense and i'm like listening to uma guma it's a pink floyd album which is horrifying okay so what are some of the songs on uma guma there is a song and this was the song i was listening to when my dad opened the door and it's called several small species of furry creatures gathered together in a cave jamming with a pick and it sounds exactly like that it sounds oh, like, you say that? <laughs> so like my dad's hearing that opens it up and I'm just sitting there like oming and staring at a candle and he's like, Hey, dropping hey. acid. <laughs> yeah, just like, <laughs> he's like, Hey, uh, we haven't driven at night now. It's time. Let's go drive at night. And I'm like, okay, yeah, let's go drive at night. He's like, we're also driving on the freeway. So we're going to take this tiny little canyon, windy canyon road. He's on full acid with his dad. Full-blown baking, all right? And so I'm thinking about telling my dad the story, but I'm probably waiting until he's just about to, you know, cardiac arrest. Uh, I forget he's even in the car. I'm, like, mumbling to myself, talking, like, oh, get together, man. They're all depending on you. And then, like, every light passes. you pass- see cars coming. coming. The light is, like, slicing my <laughs> skull in half. And then my dad's like, hey. And I'm like, oh. And, like, forget he's even there. And, th- dude, I wake up in the morning, like, that was a fucking crazy dream. And I go and look where we're parked. And I'm like, one of my wheels is, like, slightly on the curb. And I'm like, he didn't. At the end of the day, he's like, yeah, whatever. You Your know? dad is like, fuck it, dude. <laughs> we tried. <laughs> We tried. We got a kid doing acid at 16. And then three years later, I was arrested for felony possession of it. So, he, he, that, Dude, you want to hear the funniest story? He got pulled over by bike cops. Bicycle. Bicycle cops. Not chips. Yeah. The day after Christmas. In by Pasadena. bicycle cops. Mm-hmm. Pulled over. 
I, I wouldn't stop. I know, <laughs> Aaron. Well, tell tell him how you were dressed. I had a, a, a suede sheepskin fur coat. It looked like the Marlboro Man. He looked like he was trying to sell a used car to Beetlejuice. Basically, that's what he looked like. <laughs> and I'm bopping and jiving down the street. And then I hear, like, some bike brakes, and I'm like, I'm a gentleman. I'll step to the side. I look behind me. And you weren't even doing acid at this time. Nope. You were just retarded. Yeah, I'm just a human. Okay, go on. <laughs> Turn behind me, two bicycle cops, male and female. And I'm like, okay. I start walking. They're like, there's been some break-ins in the neighborhood. Do you mind if we search you for tools? That's when I found out I could have said no. And well, that just puts you in a bad spot anyways. They find a tiny little piece of paper inside an Altoid case, and you're a felon. Were you convicted? No, I think some uh, white privilege shit went down. Well, you know, thank God for that. Mm-hmm. Thank. Well, dude, I would have gotten in trouble in my... Listen, dude, you should always do charity work. That's what I learned from my fucking arrest. Do charity work because the, the charity event, the Armenian uh, bone mail registry, uh, Mark Garagos is on the board... And I've raised hundreds of thousands of dollars for them. And he represented me. And it turned out that the cop who arrested me was crooked. And and the cop union wouldn't let them investigate his history. And they dropped the case. Jesus. Let's go find that. Let's go get that cop in here. No, let's have talk about. Hey, bro. He'd be, oh, yeah. I tell everybody about you. <laughs> You were the guy who bought, like, uh, fucking drugs off of uh, a, a, a chick with a dick. <laughs> and you had to dang out the guy who shit his pants, Bob. We always send Bob in whenever we got a new guy. One more? Should we do one more? Yeah, go for it. Rando. Rando. Handout. Oh, we just did this one. Let's try a different one. Okay. Rando. Handout. Worst job or gig? Mm-hmm. Worst job or gig? I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm going to see if we got another one. Guilty pleasure. Oof. Guilty pleasure. Taylor what? Swift? Yeah, I do have her on my uh, my Spotify workout. What's a show that like you would never tell RuPaul's anyone? RuPaul's Drag Queens. I like that show, even though I don't watch a lot of TV. <laughs> I do like that. I like shiny object trans. They fi- I find them entertaining. I've seen every episode of Scrubs. Yeah. And when I saw Zach Braff in a coffee bean and tea, I was embarrassed just to even like be like, oh, no. What a first 48, too. I'm a big first 48 person. Have you learned anything? I learned, yeah. It's like, dude, clean your room. If you're, <laughs> you won't get murdered if you don't clean your room. Everybody gets murdered in a messy room. <laughs> and, dude, you know what I've learned for the first 48? You know who's most likely to kill you? Someone you know. Oh, it makes sense. You know, these commercials like, oh, dude, strangers walking down the street, they're breaking into your house. Like, dude, that, that doesn't happen. Haven't you, the only people you've ever thought of murdering, hasn't it been? Yeah, I'm never like, oh, that random guy down there, I'd like to kill him. No, it's like, oh, that's that. I wouldn't kill anybody. I wouldn't kill, I would fake my own death. I constantly Google that, how to fake your own death. But no, I would never do that. So, man, when are we going to have another live show? Well, Live Nation, we have people working on it right now, putting it together. First love, first love, great question. Uh, I lost my Virginia, Virginia to Lisa Woods. It was very funny because she, deter- she decided it was going to happen. Whoa. Yeah, she just came up. She goes, oh, we're going to have sex tonight. I go, what? She's like, yeah, uh, we're going to have sex. <laughs> and that's how it happened. Romantic. Yeah. I got, you know, and I, I hit it. I should interview her. How was I? <laughs> you know, I lost my virginity to Nina Peoples in the dance party machine. And remember that dance show on TV? I put it on because it was music and I jammed to it. Power humping. <laughs> oh, Who'd you lose your virginity to? Since you're killing, since, since you're the heartthrob on the fucking show. Shit. I'm the fucking, I'm the ogre. I got bad fucking angles. I got to go take jujitsu and be choked out by friends so I can at least be somewhat fuckable. Hey, I'm going to EBI 16 on Sunday. If oh, any- you are? Yeah, if anyone's there, you guys should uh, definitely find me. If I am here, I shall go. Yeah, you might not be, huh? If I'm here? Shit. I might be going with Scott to Vegas for a weekend. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Go on. I know. 
So, uh, so who you, you can't say? Was it a relative? The first woman I fell in love with was a redhead ginger. And oh. when we'd walk around together, people would look at us like, ugh. Oh, brother and sister. Mm-hmm. Ugh. We went to uh, Jumbo's clown room. And I remember the bouncer was like this big like chick. And she was like, you guys from Portland? And I was like, no. And she's like, you guys related? And I was like, no. And she's like, ugh. <laughs> and that's when I was like, oh, no, dude. <laughs> what, is Portland not a good thing to be from? Uh, I like Portland. <laughs> They're just known to be a little sensitive. It's the whitest city in the world, in the country. They have vegan strip bars. It's almost as, it's awesome to think that I learned my lesson from white women. And then from there, now it's all about brown. Okay. I'm down. Well, guys. Uh, that is the show. Uh, the big 100. I enjoyed this. We should do these more. We could have brought on somebody big, but I feel like we gotta we gotta like keep it between us a little bit and have fun. I hope you enjoyed it, guys. Go check out the Patreon. Could you look at the Patreon real quick? Mm-hmm. Patreon.com backslash tin foil hat. Uh, we put some episodes on there. I've decided sometimes we might put the crazier episodes on Tinfoil Hat, the Patreon, because that's for the hardcore fans. You know? I'm keeping it coming. We got a lot of good special guests coming that I can't even begin to t- elude to. And then what we're very excited about is, uh, I mean, and then on top of that, we got t shirts. No. We got t shirts. Here we go again. Tinfoil Hat. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Aaron, for everything. Thank you, Ryan Davis. And uh, all the artists, uh, Richard Ducat, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, all you guys who've worked so hard on this show, we appreciate you. Uh, we have so many artists who've drawn stuff for us. It would take a whole show to thank all of you. You know who you are, and we're very appreciative. This is a community. Be a part of it. it. Takes a village to raise a podcast. Get in it, homeboy, and we'll see you soon. We love you all very much. Thank you for your support. <laughs>